0: all right i'm rocking on two recordings me too yay all right moment of silence <laughs> jack moment of silence welcome to the xanadu cinema pleasure Dome with
1: melissa kersher and wendy bowlsby
0: Listeners to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa, and as every week, I am joined by my fabulous co-host. Who, me? You! That's Wendy. It's Wendy! Everybody knows it's Wendy. They should. I have a marketing campaign. Well, goddamn, you do. So anyway, this year, dear friends, we decided we missed something that we did in the before times on this uh, on this podcast, which we called either Zanacinna Holiday or Zanacinna Weekend. Uh, we're kind of doing the same thing. We're basically spending a couple of days trading movies between each other. So I'm picking things that Wendy hasn't seen, and she's Picking things for me that I haven't seen, and we're watching them at the same time and then getting in between, getting together in between movies and discussing them. So we both get uh, movies that we haven't seen before uh, curated by our very special friend. Yay! Yay! And so
1: uh, So I I watch a ton of really weird shit, and Melissa watches somehow really standard shit that she somehow missed (laughs) right and
0: it's and it's very important that we do this actually uh wendy i was so impressed your um you had like a checklist to go down like there's got to be a sports movie there's got to be a musical (laughs) very intentional and really my picks for you are just guided by what would wendy like right now thank you i like (laughs) that as well because I know you've been going through the thing where you you don't want big sad right now. You don't no. want, I mean, you can be confrontational in a movie, but it can't be in the, you know, it kills my soul sort of way. So No nihilism. Just no nihilism. No nihilism. Well, we do have a David Lynch coming up, but we're going to go through that together. Yes. But... To start out, we're going to start with a bang. So, Wendy, what did you select for me for this time slot? Well, we're going to start with the musical, of course, and it's Newsies. Yay! The Broadway one, right?
1: The Broadway, the recorded Broadway performance starring Jeremy Jordan that is magical and wonderful, not the um, 80s uh, movie musical with Christian Bale,
0: Little tiny baby Christian Bale.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, I know there are a lot of fans of that one, and there are reasons to like it, but y'all, it's clunky, and Christian Mm. Bale is not a musical star. um, No. And also the dancing in the Broadway version, Melissa's going to fall in love with those Flippy Boys.
0: And, And also... I've seen the movie Newsies. I have not seen the Broadway musical Newsies. So (gasps) I am very excited for this beginning. So I picked for you a big start as well. Mm -hmm. Dear Wendy, you are going to watch Space Sweepers.
1: (gasps) I'm so excited. This is on my my queue and I just hadn't gotten to it. Yes,
0: yes. You get South Korean space opera. (laughs) And it will make you so happy, Wendy. I think you'll really enjoy it. You know what else is
1: making me happy? Huh? My Morangi 10 that I'm drinking right now because it's Friday oh. and I've earned
0: it. Yeah, you have, Wendy. I know the week you've had. Mm-hmm. You deserve that. <laughs> you really, really deserve that. I should go get some myself and also order a pizza because <laughs> <laughs> my lunch today was Oreos dunked in milk, which, while delicious at the time... Melissa. It, it is not fulfilling me. <laughs> Melissa. So I'm gonna have some pizza and flippy boys. You're gonna have some some Scotch and, some whiskey presumably and, some and Korean
1: space a space opera. Yeah. Perfect. I love this plan. I love this plan. All right.
0: Awesome. So dear listeners, we are going to go off and watch our movies, and then we will come back and share with you. Oop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, Hooray. but like but like for serious, how are we going to cuz if you're going to go do some things, like how can, are we just going to communicate in
0: in Discord channel like when we're starting? Yeah. I mean, my my movie is about the same length as your movie. Yeah, that's why I don't and... like want
1: to start
0: before you do if you're going to like go order a yeah, pizza sure. and stuff like that. Well, I'm going to order a pizza, but I can start you know, like opening credits, order a pizza. I mean, I am a ninja at ordering jets by now.
1: So. Uh, yeah, that is a true statement. Now, Space Sweepers, if I remember right, is on Netflix. I believe so. Yeah, let me and double check that. Course, that, course is that is Netflix. Newsies is, of course, on Disney+. Plus.
0: Easy. Right. All right. I will meet you back here then in right. a little I longer will... than two hours and some odd.
1: I will chat you. We will count down together on Discord. I am going to stop
0: my recording now. Okay. Okay. And we are back. Many boys have been flipped. Many space has been sweeped. Yes! So it windy! Was so delightful. <laughs> what did you think of space sweepers, Wendy? Oh, oh, it was, uh, it was
1: perfect. It was. <laughs> It was all the tropes. It, like, mm-hmm. it referenced so many other things. And yet I didn't care because it was just delightful. And, um, and I just love what Korea is doing with movies. Oh, God, yes. Absolutely. Like, like thank you, South Korea, for being in the movie game.
0: Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's been like that for a few years, to oh. say the least. Oh, but... yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But
1: um, yeah, no. Uh, so, so listeners, space Sweepers is about uh, dystopian future. The earth is a dying hellscape. All the rich people have escaped up to a, um, a floating space platform, thanks to the savior of humanity, who is terraforming Mars. Oh my God, could this be more Elon Musk? Um, right. He supposedly has been terraforming Mars because of this magic tree that doesn't work on Earth, right? Because we can't make Earth better, and it's very this is very Cowboy Bebop. So the space sweepers are out doing um, uh, basically hauling and salvage, and they they find a ship, and inside. Is a little girl, and they're told it's a robot explosive, but that's not what it is. And she's magical and she's (laughs) gonna save the world. And there's a lot of space battles and explosions, and she is fucking adorable. And it like all of the tropes, like because the crew is this four person crew, which involves a tough as nails yet beautiful captain. Um, who used to be an assassin. And the, the lead character is the pilot, and he used to be a boy soldier, but he rescued a young girl, and he was raising her, but then she died in a tragic accident. And the, th- the third one is this terrifying drug kingpin, except he is just a big old space daddy. And then <laughs> there is the robot, Bubs, who is trans! It's a yep. trans robot. It's adorable. Yeah. Be- because the robot, like, grabs a little girl and is putting makeup on her. And, like, you see it looking at porn and you're thinking, because the the voice on the robot is male, you think that that's what's going on. No. It's just dreaming of the female body it wishes it could have. It's delightful. And the best, one of the coolest things about it is everybody's got a translator, so there's just this mishmash of languages happening French mm-hmm. and Korean and English and Spanish and yeah it's like that's the part that I was most like yes that is the future right there like people oh, yeah. would people would still speak their own languages but you'd have a translator that just took care of like making it all work for you. Yeah oh and then and the ending was sad but then it wasn't sad and yay and that part mm-hmm. was really wally and <laughs> Yeah. It was every Pixar movie rolled into one. But live action and Korean. hmm With it a was, trans robot. With a trans robot. Aww. I thought you'd
0: really like that one, Wendy. I'm that so was, glad you liked it.
1: That was so great. I was so happy. So tell me, Melissa... Tell me about how the experience of watching all
0: those Flippy Boys. As, as the Swedish chef once said in, I believe, the Muppet movie, de flim, it go flip, 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 flip. <laughs> there's so much flipping, so much flipping in the Broadway version of Newsies.
1: <laughs> are, you were
0: correct, Wendy. <laughs> They're amazing, though, right? You're just like, holy shit, holy, sh- holy shit. Yeah, there's, uh, they they levitate. They Ooh. indeed levitate. Even the one with the crutch, he levitates. So, uh, dear <laughs> His listeners. <name> is <laughs> Crutchy. Crutchy. <Ooh. Whoa. laughs> oh no. But yeah, uh, uh, dear listeners, my previous experience with the story of Newsies was, uh, back in the 1980s when, uh, Christian Bale was a wee little man. And, uh, and I pretty much hadn't seen that movie since. And so, uh, revisiting this, now that, you know, it's 2023, it's like, oh, that's right. This is about collective action. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it makes sense. It's it's based on something that actually happened. Oh, so, you know, as I texted Wendy, next you're going to tell me that Alexander Hamilton's a real person. So <laughs> uh, I finally arrived there, my friends. Uh, it is a a musical about collective action. And I have had a lot of collective action in the last few weeks and I am always up for more. Yay, unions. <laughs> woo woo. Woo! Unions.
1: Yay for unions. And <laughs> um and they having watched both of those fairly close together at one point, they mm-hmm. fixed a lot in the stage musical. Oh, um, yeah. Adding the character yeah. of Catherine fixes a lot of things in the show.
0: But how great is Jeremy Jordan? <laughs> Jeremy Jordan's pretty great. Pretty great. Pretty great. I also like, uh, uh, I forget his name, but the Dustin Hoffman looking kid. <laughs> yes. You know, which which led my brain to go, what if Midnight Cowboy was a musical? And you know, given the the movie to Broadway pipeline that exists now, I feel like that's inevitable. But anyway, uh, yes, it was very thoroughly enjoyable. And um, uh, my favorite plays are always ones that have Teddy Roosevelt in them, so I always <laughs> appreciate a good Teddy Roosevelt. And uh yeah, lots of fun. Um I'm still not in love with the music, but, you know, it but Alan Menken, he does good work. He does good work, but you know, it's uh you know, I maybe I need a couple more listens to it or something like that. So, and uh as as I learned, the book Newsies was actually written by Harvey Fierstein. It's like, that Harvey Fierstein? Yes, apparently that one. Yes. And uh yeah. That's
1: pretty <laughs> great. Pretty it's pretty great. A fine life, carrying the banner to it all. Yeah. Come on. Come on. It's catchy. It's,
0: it's catchy. It is, it is. But and, it's no Hamilton. But it's no. Saying.
1: No, it is not. <laughs> it is not. But you don't you don't I mean the music's catchy. Sorry, you're gonna be hearing Jack in the background. That's the music's gets- catchy and enjoyable, but you're you watch it for the dancing.
0: Yes. The the dancing and choreography is extraordinary. And, uh, oh, man, they've got a cardio routine. That is, <laughs> there's a lot of stairs, there's scaffolding, there's ropes, there's jumping, there's running and jumping upstairs and off stairs. Uh, and, and they do indeed involve newspapers at, at certain times. So there's, like, foot origami going on. Uh, there there was one guy who, you know, looped his newspaper bag around his foot and did that skip bow thing. Do you remember in the 80s the, that that thing that that most kids wounded their ankles on? It, that thing. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of athletics. And it made me sort of guilty about eating the uh, very large pizza I devoured like a fucking shark. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I mean, come on. They're, I don't think those little flippy boys are really in the same species as us. So, like, uh, you're
0: you're probably correct.
1: It's fine. Like, who can dance that exactingly on a newspaper? Really, right. really,
0: right. really. I mean, so, I can't rip a crease like that when I'm doing it intentionally, much less with my feet. Right. I mean, they're probably prepped. I get that, but still, it's. I mean. That yeah. th- there's a science. Paper will never rip like you expect it to. And there it is. And they're doing it with their feet. So there's think- magic, Broadway magic happening. I don't understand it. Physics has no meaning anymore.
1: <laughs> I think my favorite part is in during during the bows when Jeremy Jordan is like dancing along and then just sort of goes, take it away, and just steps
0: back because he cannot keep up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, I think, he's just kind of in the back with an inhaler. Like, yeah, you just you you just go on. You just go on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm ten years older than Ollie is for crying out loud. And the and the and the Bronx and the Bronx
0: and Brooklyn's here <laughs> uh, and Woodland too. Okay? <laughs> So
1: yay, you've yeah. now seen newsies. That makes me happy. Yay, makes me happy too. Yay. Okay, so what's what we have next? What's next, Melissa?
0: Okay, we put this one in the second slide because I know this one's going to be a hard road to hoe, but we're going to watch it together. It's a David Lynch that neither of us has seen. We're yep. going in a Mulholland Drive. That's right. We're gonna do it. Steal yourself. We're gonna do it. I believe in us. We're going to do it. Wait. So so technically I will say I have technically seen this before but it was roughly about an hour after I broke up with somebody so none of it stuck on my brain whatsoever. So this really is me going in cold unless it triggers some sort of PTSD. <laughs> oh god. No. <laughs> so we're going in, Wendy. We're going to do it together. We're going to
1: dive, dive, dive. Of um, <laughs> Yeah, okay, cool. I okay. I know very little about this, um, except all of the apocrypha that I've sort of absorbed over the years of references, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I'm a map nerd, and I've looked at Mulholland Drive on Google Maps many a times as I've been skimming over L.A. So, um, and of course,
0: it's David Lynch. Uh, uh, Wendy, you would not like to drive on Mulholland Drive. I have driven on that road before, and that oh, okay, good to know. There, there is elevation on that fucker. Oh, that's just saying. Just this will be exciting then. Okay, <laughs> I, I doubt it will be anything like fall, Wendy. Okay, <laughs> I think, I think Mulholland Drive is just a place. <laughs> but I, I don't think there's anything about falling off of mulholland drive but who knows it's david lynch i mean there's like 90 percent chance that rabbits will show up at one point for no reason whatsoever but a little we'll see.
1: person uh
0: a woman yeah, will be in a, a tie dress sure. uh,
1: singing badly
0: dean stockwell maybe you know uh, seems possible <laughs> Cal McLaughlin, maybe. Who knows? Oh, oh, that'd be magical. Okay. All right, Right? then. Okay. All right. We're going in. We're going going in. in. Boop. Okay. And, folks, we are back and I think changed as human beings. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I am not the person I was before. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, I knew I was in for a ride for that one, but, wow, that that was a ride. I will say, it's more coherent. Yeah. Than most Lynch. Well, I mean, it depends on the Lynch, but I, uh, yeah, it for like ninety percent of the time you go, there's no way this is going to tie together, and they go, oh, oh, no, it it does make some sort of coherent sense, sort of. Yeah. The um.
1: The diner scene still is way out in left field. I'm pretty sure you have to take a flight to get there. You can't walk there.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, Rob zombie creeping around in a back alley, you know, I I kind of get it. But uh yeah. And what a I I do weird... kind of love that the assassin scenes are suddenly Cohen brothers movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Right? And
1: what, what even is that scene? We don't even, that book, I mean, it, it sets him up that he's, he's an assassin, that he's a hired killer, but yeah, I'll just go with that. That whole scene was the book ridiculous and
0: wonderful. <laughs> and then suddenly, Billy Ray Cyrus just does.
1: <laughs> right? This cast is so bizarre. Ann Miller in oh, yeah. her last role and Lee Grant, Grant, Grant just
0: showing up at the door. Uh yeah. What
1: what what? what okay. <laughs> and I couldn't. I'm just like, oh, this is so '90s. Like the clothes and the hair and uh huh, everything. Mm-hmm. Just wow, wow. The the '90s really did have a look, didn't they?
0: Late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, it sure did. Yeah. With that the, that weird little hair flip thing that was around for a while. Yeah, like and the. Yeah. The bob, the
1: chin-length mm-hmm. bob with the zigzaggy parts uh-huh. and, you know, barrettes and shit and tight little sweaters mm-hmm. over tank tops. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, like, obviously, Naomi Watts, like, became, like, she had a lot of work after this. I wouldn't know if we'd call her a star star, but, like, she's a star.
0: She is a solid actress, I think. Yeah, and especially Uh, in this, she's she goes all over the place. It's pretty wild.
1: Yeah, she is all in. But the Mm -hmm. other
0: actress, Uh, Laura uh, Herring. Yeah, Laura Herring. It's also tremendous. I mean, she's a cipher, but she's supposed to be.
1: Yeah, but it's just so weird to me that, like, it really is both of their movie. Yeah,
0: and how. Naomi hit, but she didn't. Mm -hmm. Fascinating film, though. And I do love, I mean, listeners, we're chatting over Discord as this movie is going on. And we're like, what? Oh, no. What? What the hell? You know, that sort of thing. And uh, the first time I brought up Wizard of Oz, it was kind of joking. And then... And then shit started going down at the end. It's like, oh, fuck, it is Wizard of Oz. It really is. <laughs> it is Wizard of Oz. I mean, when in doubt. Okay, dear listeners, if you, wanna, if you want to, say, discuss David Lynch at a party and uh, uh, like pre- at least pretend you know what's going on, just say it's all an allegory for Wizard of Oz. It's all about Wizard of Oz for David Lynch. And you're 90% there. And I am not shitting you. It is absolutely true.
1: <laughs> that or what's with the rabbits? People would be like, "Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." Although there yeah. weren't any rabbits in this one. There Although weren't any he-
0: rabbits. No, that's more Inland Empire, if I remember. But uh, um, but
1: he did have tiny people, which there were uh, tiny people. Um, and like there was that's, a that's a and I, by listeners, I don't mean little people,
0: like, tiny people, like we're ta- munchkins, little puncheons,
1: like tiny little people crawling under a door. Yep. So that was a thing. And there was a space cowboy. There was
0: a space cowboy. A ghost cowboy space... I don't know. Uh, (laughs) The scene at Cookies?
1: That was sort of weirdly delightful. Yep. That he just has this absolute skanky dive room...
0: There's like something? on retainer,
1: yeah. Cookie, you know I always pay you cash. Well, apparently your bank says you don't have any. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I have an obligation to tell you, they know where you are.
1: And Robert Forrester just shows up for one scene, and I think literally like four words.
0: And Dan Hidea just brings in his massive brow line, and and for like a scene, glowers and screams. Done. I mean, it's perfect.
1: Um, yeah, there's, like, I really, I really enjoyed it, which is a little bit surprising. Um, (laughs) Because mostly with Lynch, like, I find it interesting, um, and I'm definitely engaged, but enjoyment is sort of beside the point.
0: (laughs) Well, I I learned I finally watched Twin Peaks, you know, several years ago by now. But um, the when I finally latched onto Twin Peaks was when I realized it was a spoof. David Lynch actually does have a sense of humor about this shit. I it's just I, he plays it so fucking dry that you don't always know when he's really going for humor, and so. The the thing that made this movie click in was I read a piece of trivia that this was originally meant to be an extension of Twin Peaks. The Audrey Horn character was going to be Betty. Huh. And so having this be kind of part of the whole Twin Peaks universe is like, oh, that makes sense in the you know, in as much as David Lynch makes sense. But um it, 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 it's kind of this. It, it's that same thing where uh, Twin Peaks and Blue Velvet and this and several of his other films. I mean, there's this, this veneer of Americana, and it's a love letter to the artifice of America. You know, the everything's the beauty and the, you know, like Betty getting off the 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 plane in this movie. The wide eyed, everything's a paradise. This, it, it's America. It's a place of possibilities, and then underneath are little people and uh, Rob Zombie uh, uh, lurking in an alley and decay and uh, horrible things happening. So it's this undercurrent of terrible, terrible things that seems to have no bottom. And when you kind of start taking it as uh, this is like 90% of what David Lynch does is poke at America And what we think we are. And especially this, where he is literally talking about Hollywood
1: and poking at it. Yeah, I think that's why I liked it is it's very, it's saying some very clear and specific things about Mm -hmm. women in Hollywood. Yeah. And how they are turned into commodities and... And literally interchangeable. Yeah, literally interchangeable. The way they f- kind of, you, it would be very, it's very easy to fold in on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, l- like, completely lose track of who you are. Yeah, I, and, yeah, the I feel like the sense of humor is obvious. Yeah. Like, nobody comes up with the visuals he does without understanding that they're absurd and, and... You don't, th- <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't see him as being serious with this. I think. It's, oh yeah. I think it's intentional and with a purpose, but also with a wink. Um, yeah. And I do love how much he forces you to be aware you're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Right, like with the floating camera in the dining scene. Right. The the way the camera moves. Um mm-hmm. there's some intentional jangliness and and clunkiness to it that draws your attention to it to to remind you that you're watching a movie right mm-hmm. that helps like break break the illusion and and pull you out of flow I like that part I like Oh yeah I like what he says about movies in the process
0: um yeah and it, it apparently and it's, it's interesting It's interesting that there's a way that all the characters interact that's pretty stilted, but you kind of go along with it. And then there's the moment near the end where everything starts to uh, fold in on itself and make sense. And after that point, the acting becomes a little bit more naturalistic Uh and it, uh, i mean whole essays i'm sure have been written about this movie oh shit yeah by smarter people than, smarter people than me <laughs> it's so, one of the it's considered one of the best movies ever made and we watched yeah. it melissa go us We did go us oh yeah oh yeah so uh yeah i i really enjoyed watching this with you wendy i did too
1: Hey, um, like that's definitely something. That's a movie that I think is better watching with someone because you have to I be agree. able to be like, "What?"
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like bouncing off of each other was a lot of fun, and I was very proud of my of my observation of. Wait, does this pac- pass the Bechdel test? If Laura Herring's character remembers her name, <laughs> does it count? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway.
1: Uh, yeah, I can see why people rewatch it too. Like it, like oh, yeah. definitely to be like, oh yeah, this tied together, but also uh, it's not like it's a twist movie where, aha, no. and then you can go back and unpuzzle it. Cause it is very surreal stream of consciousness. Yeah, but it, it,
0: and it's, uh, it's surreal and it's not told chronologically. No, 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 no. As it turns out. Yeah. Nowhere near chronologically. So. Okay,
1: okay, that was a good one, and that was the right slot for it.
0: Yes, but also yes. now we can a move on.
1: Long one,
0: it is a long Dang. movie. So, okay, so we're going in. We're going in. I now your pick for me uh-huh. is a sports movie, right? It is a sports documentary. Ooh, documentary! Hooray!
1: I know. I thought you'd like it. It is facing Nolan, which okay. is about the p- the pitcher. Nolan Ryan, who um, was a pitcher in Texas. In fact, he ended up buying a minor league league baseball team that is here in Round Rock, which Round Rock is a suburb of Austin. Okay. Uh, And I didn't know any of this because I don't know shit about actual real sports. I just love sports movies. (laughs) Um, And I just, I was so enthralled when I watched this. This documentary That like Melissa You need to watch This documentary (laughs) (laughs) But it also scratches The Wendy's Particular itch Of underdog
0: sports Mm -hmm. films Awesome I don't don't know shit About sports But boy do I love Sports films Awesome I'm in So Wendy To uh, recover From Mulholland Drive I'm giving you A musical That you have not seen (laughs) A what? I'm giving you Listomania
1: Okay, now okay, now I know I've heard of this. I know I okay.
0: have uh it's the nineteen seventies and Ken Russell is making movies. Ken Russell uh Lair the White Worm, sort of madness, you know, the devils. Uh anyway. Uh he made several movies about classical composers. He had a very deep love of kind of the history of classical music. And so he made Absolutely apeshit movie about France List. <laughs> and the fact that, um, like, France Liszt, when he went to play, he was like the equivalent of, uh, you know, rock star where like ladies were throwing their bloomers at him, you know, on stage, you know, or whatever undergarments they had had or did not have. Anyway, uh, ladies, we go gaga over France List. And France Liszt in this movie is played by Roger Daltrey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. so. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give unto you, Wendy, Listomania
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah oh yeah i am very excited for you to watch this movie Wendy, because this is one of my favorite really ape shit movies so okay. anyway <laughs> it'll liven up the night it'll liven it up i i have a feeling it will oh uh, uh, yeah okay <laughs> all right Alrighty. And off we go dear listeners we'll be back and dear listeners, we are back from watching two very, very different movies. <laughs> oh my goodness, I
1: can only imagine. It was really <laughs> weird, our our Discord
0: chat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very, there, there was a, a great gap in what we were <laughs> watching, as I, I, I knew there would be. I kind of love it.
1: <laughs> my favorite was when I was like... Um, talking about the giant penis he's riding and you come back with, huh, Nolan couldn't even hit or run. <laughs> 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 These Astros uniforms
0: are way out. I yes. <laughs> Nothing I, says 1984 like those Astros uniforms. Oh, wow.
1: And what's so great is, because Like, we both knew what each other was talking about, but that is one of the most disjointed
0: chats ever. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'll start with mine since it's the lower-key one, because you always <laughs> want to end on the crazy. So, uh, dear listeners, I watched Facing Nolan, which is about a uh, baseball pitcher, Nolan Ryan, and it's a documentary on Netflix, and it's about um, this guy who was uh this major league uh pitcher for like 27 years and pitched seven no hitters and has a mm-hmm. ridiculous number of records in uh major league baseball history um struck out something like 5712 people you know that sort of thing insane numbers but you know he's this he's this texas boy and you know he He's all about family and his ranch and, you know, kind of down to earth. And then you put him on the pitcher mound. He's like a fucking machine. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but what I was texting Wendy about was like, huh, he sucked at hitting <laughs> and really, running. You really did. It. <laughs> he, was, he was a pitcher. And that's what he was. He was a pitcher. <laughs> but, but a hell of a pitcher. Like
1: a 30-year yeah. th- career. That's insane. And he was pitching faster at the end of his career than he did at the beginning.
0: Yeah, he was basically Charlie Sheen from Major League. (laughs) Yeah. Because he he could also throw really wild and hit people (laughs) with 108 mile per hour fastballs. But uh,
1: but yeah, Yeah. struck out a lot of people. That made me think of um, uh, Nuke. Uh, yeah. uh from bull durham right and from then bull durham. like and when he comes out and he's like like hit the bull <laughs> like there was also a little bit of he played mind games with the yeah. with the batters he was yeah. terrifying to face because mm-hmm. he was so powerful like I just I found it fascinating and I loved the structure that they start they start the whole thing off with this the talking about like he's in his forties, his like not even early forties.
0: Yeah. He's like balding. <laughs> he he a, looks like a he, he looks like a real estate salesman with the comb over and you know. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> and he's on the mound and he's starting to pitch this no-hitter, and people are like, No way. No, no way. No. People, but people are like. But people are, like, hearing on the radio and driving to
0: the stadium. Because it's not being televised. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then they cut And, like, away. the stadium is filling up as the game goes along because the grapevine is going, oh, my God. He's going to do another no-hitter. Another the one. The seventh lo- one. Another one. <laughs> and, like, nobody's even close. Like, yeah. Like, it
1: was, like, unheard of to do, like, three no-hitters in your career. Or something. Mm. I don't remember. It's been a minute, and like I'm not good yeah. with remembering numbers exactly, but like it's it's insane, and like, like any I, of
0: his numbers are double what the yeah. next closest person is. So
1: yeah, that that was the part I found fascinating. I could have lived without all like it's not lived without, but like yeah, yeah, family man, blah blah, whatever. What the fuck? <laughs> kind right? of like. Created by aliens bullshit is Mm -hmm. this man's career. It's insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, the Astros uniforms.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And also, I I do like that they included his wife very heavily in the documentary because it's like, yeah, that wouldn't have happened without her.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I did appreciate that perspective. Like, Mm -hmm. because he married young. He stayed married. And that was clearly like his rock, his anchor, and the person who's like, keep your head on straight, keep your eye on Mm -hmm. the ball, literally.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, good. So yeah, it's a good little documentary. So yeah, if you've got Netflix, just uh, turn it on. It's good. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel good. And also plenty of just
1: moments where you're watching a documentary going, no way.
0: No way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No way. Which was kind of me watching (laughs) Listomania.
0: Now that... I do wish I had been in the room for that because my God, I, <laughs> oh my God. I, I want I I want to hear everything that you thought about the production design and the costumes like as why don't well we make as everything movies else. He's like this anymore. Come on. Well, because Ken Russell isn't alive anymore. <laughs>
1: I can't but also I can't believe the amount of money this man clearly was given. To make these, it's bizarre because these movies are bizarre. They don't belong. Like this budget should not belong in this movie. Like, what person looked at, like looked at his script and his well, idea and went, "Yes, please build
0: marble palaces." But also, you know, a phone call and suddenly you've got Ringo Starr playing the Pope. Right. And you've got um um uh what's his nose? Rick Wakefield from Yes as (laughs) a Rick Wakeman. Rick Wakeman who did the music for the movie is playing Thor. (laughs) Yep. And Roger Daltrey is List. And Roger, right? And like Which is kind of perfect. It's It's got the same
1: visual sensibility as Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah. Um like that over-the-top, hyper-real set design.
0: Um, and it's- abs- absolutely anachronistic and so over-the-top. Like, what is it, the second or third scene? He's like in this robe that has piano keys yes. down the sides. And he's at this white piano. And it just it, the, the production design... Is straight out of an LSD trip, and it's amazing.
1: And it's also that seventies felt like that period in the seventies where it's like, yep, there's going to be tits and bush, yep, yeah. M- And then it's we're going to gonna make a giant veiny penis. Yes, like giant. And I want listeners like this thing is the size of a golf
0: cart. He is literally riding it. No, it's larger. It's larger than that. Like longer. It, I mean, longer, but like longer. Like it, it, it. Like you stretch out that golf cart to obscene proportions. It's probably he is at riding least around a giant penis. Yeah, and then there's women who have wrapped it up in like a like a like a, a maypole. maypole.
1: <laughs> And he's right. He's like walking it around and then he's writing it and it looks like quidditch or as yep. I said to Melissa, quiddick. Quiddick. Like what, what do you even call that? And I didn't love the music. I understood what they were doing. They were taking yeah. themes of list and putting words to it and trying to turn it into rock. Like it's it's no Phantom of the Paradise. It's no, no Rocky Horror. I'm just going to say Oh that. no. It's not the, it's not Tommy, but, but my God. Oh boy. And there's definitely like, there's the, the Rocky horror sequence where they bring Thor to life. And then we get Frank and Wagner. And I have to say, uh, Wagner being the Wagner, the composer listeners is the villain. And it is because he was a proto Nazi. And like, there's a whole sequence where he's got the beast who is, a jew running yeah and and they're like this is all very bad that he's doing it by the way i
0: want to be clear yeah and the the movie makes it clear what the associations are here and first he's a vampire and then he's
1: frankenstein frankenstein and (laughs) and then frankenstein hitler and he seduces Liszt's daughter and the daughter kills list through voodoo just go with me on this and then mm-hmm. they're all in heaven and decide it's time to take out wagner before he destroys the entire world and not just germany cuz he's he's a he's a, a robot machine killing everything yeah. so they make a giant pipe organ rocket yeah. ship.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and they fly down and they shoot lasers at Wagner and they kill him. Ta-da! The end. Ta-da! It's magical. Oh, it's just... <laughs> oh, and Roger Daltrey's hair
0: is everywhere. Oh my god, there's so much of it. <laughs> but, yeah, Wendy, I did believe... That you needed this in your life.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it belongs on the shelf with The Who and Rocky Horror and Tommy. Like, with Tommy def- and... Would definitely fan-
0: with Tommy. Same
1: director. Same director. Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah. By the way, this director also directed prior to this The Boyfriend. Yeah, he did. that. That delightful 1960s romp starring Twiggy. How?
0: Yep. What? <laughs> of course. He also did a movie about uh, Mahler, Gustav Mahler, which is I am... not quite as crazy as Listomania.
1: Which is weird because places. Mahler came up with some bizarre shit.
0: Yeah. Mahler was a weird one. That's for sure. How do you make a more tame movie <laughs> about but, Mahler? Uh, Ken Russell also, uh, Lair of the White Worm. And you altered know, states And altered states Now, Lair of the White Worm Is like my favorite Ken Russell thing Because That is one crazy ass movie And I love it so much oh, That was so Because it has Peter Capaldi With a mongoose in his kilt <laughs> But That's neither here nor there When you have listomania in front of you
1: I kind of want that <laughs> piano rope. Right? I Isn't d- it great? I definitely want
0: that piano bed. The piano bed is baller. And they're just
1: lounging in it. They're just lounging uh-huh. in it. And they're all very, and they're very like, uh, life's the worst. I'm like, you're in a piano bed. Shut up. Yeah, right? That thing's amazing. <laughs> oh, that, Melissa,
0: was, that was quite the thing. I figured that it would be a good uh, palate cleanser Mm-mm. after Mulholland Drive. Woo-hoo. <sighs> yeah, um, but still very weird.
1: Like it does. Oh yeah, it does. Um, it wasn't as odd of a one-two punch as you might think to go from Lynch to Russell. <laughs> huh. yeah. Okay. Oh, I uh, that wore my brain out.
0: Yeah, I bet it did. And dear listeners, that is where we are going to leave things for today. We will be back next week for the remainder of our Xanadu Cinema Holiday Experience, where we share an additional eight movies with each other and with you. Until then, bye!
1: Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Yep 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 uh-huh, yep yep Uh huh.